Welcome to the Chokesland Wrestling Report Monday Night Raw 30th Anniversary Review, people. And yes, I am doing a review. Now, what's funny is that I did not plan to watch Monday Night Raw 30th Anniversary because the way the thumbnail was showing all these legends coming out and whatnot. And... I know that is it me or Rick Flair didn't show up, which was a good thing, I guess. I don't know. Maybe if he did show up, I didn't see it in the in the in the, in the show. But you know what's funny is that the the show I was expecting a lot of legends, all this nonsense that they usually do. Like WWE loved this nostalgia era, and uh, you know they they like going back to the days when they had the Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Attitude Era. You know because. The, people don't understand that the Attitude Era was the era that pretty much messed up wrestling what it is today. Maybe a lot of people won't agree with me with what I'm saying, but in reality, if you think about it, I believe so. That's the way I look at it, because now you have all this new generations from the 90s right now asking for stuff to happen and whatnot right away. Just like the, the Attitude Era used to do back then. And... Um, but again, like I said, this is this is the way it is that the Attitude Era uh, fans are. I mean, they like watching this. I mean, and the first thing that they opened the 30th anniversary show was with Hulk Hogan. Now, Hulk Hogan was one of those guys that I used to look up to when I used to be a kid. I remember watching Hulk Hogan for the first time back in 1979 when he came in with classy Freddie Blassie with the, the big, uh, not a robe, but a cape. A yellow cape and his big body and everything and he started feuding right away with uh tony atlas and kind of had a title match against bob backland um and of course bob backland back then was um biz mcmahon senior's favorite wrestler until his son decided to take that belt away from him and give it to hulk hogan in 1985 after the iron sheik beat bob backland uh 95 84 let's get that correct it was in 84 and then the following month in Madison Square Garden and Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania started and that was an era that I could say was pretty much fun and whatever but you could tell that by then now WWE became a cartoonish type uh, promotion when you had you know Ricky the Dragon Steamboat walking around with a dragon you have Coco Beware with a damn parrot you had the British Bulldogs walking around with a, with a bulldog and it just became laughable it was cartoonish but they were making money because of Hulk Hogan and then after that Wrestling hit a peak in 1993 when it went down. Hogan left WWE or WWF at that time and went to WCW in 94. And then he became Hollywood Hogan and wrestling got reinvented all over again. And that's when the Attitude Era started. At the same time, you had the NWO and Hogan was part of that. Now, seeing Hogan again last night. Uh, with his Real America theme song come on, that made my eyes roll because I'm like, what are we expecting tonight with all these old ass wrestlers who still won the spotlight, you know? 
And I mean, Hulk Hogan has been on a very low profile as of late. Ric Flair is the one still running around looking for attention. And I don't think Ric Flair was on the show last night. If I'm correct, I didn't see Ric Flair. Uh, but the show, you know, started with Hogan. His microphone wasn't working. People couldn't hear him. And it was from Philadelphia and whatnot. But I believe the best part out of this whole uh, Triple X, the way they, they, they made it seem like set up the 30th anniversary, they put it sounded like some porno flick, 30X, you know, or Triple X, you know. Um, but it's funny because then you had the Zami Zane trial. Now, and I said this last week on my YouTube. Uh, no, nah, I don't think it was my YouTube. It was on my Twitter when I posted, if WWE does not bring The Rock during this bloodline gathering, they're going to be dropping the ball. Well, sure enough, they had to change everything because The Rock said he is not going to be prepared, wrestling prepared, to, you know, um, or, you know, rest, actually wrestling wise prepared to go and wrestle Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and someone in I believe in Twitter said well how the hell he's not ready if he 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 works out every day it's just you can work out as much as you want but being prepared for wrestling again you got to take bumps you got to be able to know how to take bumps again even though he might he might have not forgotten but the last time he did this he was jacked up uh during the match with him and Cena, I think the second time he tore his abdomen area region and he had to wrestle like that for 30 minutes. Okay. And, you know, again, wrestling fans are fickle and they think they know it all. And, um, and that is why they had to change the whole, uh, bloodline acknowledgement to Roman Reigns, but it was better than what we expected because, they had the trial on Zami Zayn, and I, I knew something was going to come up Monday night for the simple fact that um, Zami Zayn, okay, pretty much did not help Roman Reigns on Friday at SmackDown when uh, Kevin Owens hit the pop-up powerbomb on Kevin Owens on the table during the signing of the contract, and Owens went and threw the contract to so that pretty much set off a lot of stuff that we did not expect and sure enough like I said um, I knew something was going to happen and whatnot. and so they had a trial on Zami Zane which was crazy because Paul Heyman was the prosecutor in this trial against Zami Zane um, and it was cool because he showed much of evidence of how one time Bro McIntyre attacked the Usos and he called him Mr. Swartman, which is funny. Uh or Sword Ass, he called him. And you see Zami Zayn running in the back. Running for safety, leaving the Usos on their own. And there was uh, another one where uh, I believe Jay Uso uh, uh got pinned against Kevin Owen and he did not use the chair. And then the third evidence, if I'm correct, I, I can't remember what was the third evidence, but it looked like Solar Sokoa was about to give the uh, the Tonga spike uh, or the Samoan spike on Zami Zane onto Jay Uso went and pretty much saved him, which was very very interesting last night seeing that 
Um, and it was, you know, it, it was cool. It was cool. Um, seeing this happen. Um, um, because now everybody's wondering, okay, are the, are the Usos turning on Roman Reigns, whatever, but that Usos went and they show a lot of evidence where Zami Zayn took a lot, took punishment for the, for the, for the bloodline. And a lot of it, he took a bullet for them and not one, not two or three, four different occasions. Um, he took the bullet for the bloodline. So pretty much he got saved on that one. And, um, you know, um, you can see that Zami Zayn was relieved, but Roman Reigns made it clear after tonight, you do what you got to do. And I don't want to see you till Saturday, which is the Royal Rumble, which is going to be very interesting. Um, and I might have a Royal Rumble review, um, uh, maybe next Monday, maybe next Tuesday. And we could be talking about that. We could see Zami Zayn turning on the bloodline of uh, messing up and their bloodline is going to turn on him. And I can see it happening and, and coming up. Uh, but so that led off to a tag team title match between the Usos versus Judgment Day, which it was Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest. During that match, you saw that, um, you saw that, uh, thing, uh, not Jay, uh, Jimmy Uso got hurt. Well, uh, well, according to the storyline, he hurt his knee and Zami Zayn went and took uh, Jimmy's spot because if he would have, I mean, Adam Pearce made it look like, oh, if he can't continue, he has to uh, forfeit the title. W where do you get this? Which was stupid because in order for you to forfeit the title, you know what I'm saying? You can't forfeit a title because somebody got injured. When, when, when did this ever happen? So WWE kind of look kind of stupid on that on that one and i personally feel like it was just real dumb for them to do that you know um and and, and again I, I i don't i don't understand why they will do that and whatnot when in reality you know you know you could you you could have done something to the point where he's hurt uh and not we not nobody defend the title you know, and, um, you know, and pretty much just say, you know, uh, you know, Sami Zayn is about to take over and not, don't come and say, you know, oh, uh, you know, if he doesn't wrestle, uh, you know, they, they, they're going to forfeit the title. What, what kind of crap is that? You know, it, it was kind of stupid the way I saw, I saw it. And, um, you know, and to me, it was more of, you know, you know, it's trying to, trying to make all oh, Zami Zayn now is going to take over. You, you could have said that Zami Zayn said, oh, we're going to continue the wrestling. But it was a good, good match. And you saw Zami Zayn. There was a lot of close uh, finishes. Um, and at the end of the day, um, Zami Zayn helped to also retain the titles again. I think he went and pinned uh, Dominic Mysterio, I believe. Or I think it was Dominic Mysterio he pinned. So that was cool at one point. Now, you guys, you got to forgive me. I'm all, all over the place. But, you know, so you'll be seeing me checking my phone and stuff like that. So, you know. Um, so after that, we had a, uh, the, let me see. This is the part that it makes 
which I, to me, was like when I first, they first announced this Becky Lynch versus Bailey in a steel cage match. I said, are they really giving this for free on Monday Night Raw? This is a pay-per-view match. Apparently, they clickbait you to come in and watch Monday Night 30th Anniversary by telling you there was going to be a steel cage match that didn't happen. As Damage Control went and beat the bricks out of Becky Lynch and whatnot and let her lay in the cage um no contest so what are they gonna do they're probably gonna end up putting this in the rumble or may not they may not put this shit in the rumble um because now i think they're gonna you're gonna have bailey and becky lynch probably being the last two girls that will be left at the royal rumble for the women's royal rumble which i want to see who they're gonna bring this year at the women's royal rumble because last year they had a bunch of uh, uh, outcasts, you know, they brought all these legends, and even Mickey James came in with her little impact woman's knockout title. They thought it was going to be an open door and whatnot, which is kind of it's kind of dumb because that should never happen. Um, uh, so there you go, I said it, and then so that part, you know, we'll, we're gonna see who they're gonna bring. Uh, they're gonna bring back uh, what's the Michelle McCool, or uh, are they gonna bring? Matter of fact, you, they better bring in all these NXT girls that they could go in there and bring 15 girls from there. And you you got to have at least 30 women. If you don't have 30 women, I don't know what to tell you. I don't want to see uh, 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 Lita again or uh, 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 the other girl. I forgot her name. You know, used to be the women's champion. I don't want to see none of these people. I don't want to see Melina back. Don't. I don't want to see none of these old people back. Beth Phoenix. Bring some new 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 fresh meat how about that that'd be cool you know what i'm saying so anyway then i don't know where i don't know who made up this match seth rollins and the street profits to go against gunther and imperium so you had all these legend dx you had uh you know jerry lola did the commentary for this one he asked where Michael Cole is and Corey Graves quipped that he's probably in the pool drinking whiskey. So pretty much, as you can see, uh, they had Street Profits and Seth Rollins teaming up against Imperium. And all because you had, you had DX and seeing, um, what's his name, Road Dog getting fatter and fatter by the day. Every time I see him, he gets bigger and bigger. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm not into body shaming, but this is the same guy who loves taking shots at AEW and whatnot. You know, the, the guy is miserable and whatnot. DX again in there, minus Billy Gunn. They had uh, Kurt Angle in there um, as a special referee with his, um, you know, Wonder Bread referee shirt and whatnot. And, you know, he was a special referee. Apparently, you know, Imperium ended up losing to the Street Profits and Seth Rollins. I, were you surprised about this? No, I wasn't. Not at all. I was not surprised at all. You know what I'm saying? Um, then we had, uh, let's see, Bianca Belair versus Sonya Deville. Where is so Sonya Deville getting all these title shots? Didn't she ask for a title shot this past Friday against Charlotte? And Charlotte coming, did they have to bring Charlotte to Monday Night Raw? Why? Oh, because, oh, yeah, she used to be a, a former Raw Women's Champion. So what? You don't need to bring her for what? There's no need for her. And Bianca Belair pretty much 
pretty much told Alexa Blitz to bring whatever she want to bring come this Saturday at the Royal Rumble. Anyway, so I guess this is what we're going to have. Then we had the no disqualification match for the WWE United States Championship between Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley. And no, I don't know where who shows up. And WWE again rolling another year with the same bullcrap feud with Brock Lesnar making his way into the ring, catching uh, Bobby Lashley, F5 him. He catches Austin Theory, F5s him, which Austin Theory kind of lands on Bobby Lashley, and Austin Theory retains his United States title. And that was it for the show. But my thing is this. Why is WWE still rolling with this Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar feud? Didn't these guys wrestle in Saudi Arabia? Didn't they fight last Royal Rumble last year? So that's something somewhere in there. And I don't want to hear about, uh, uh, you know, long, you know, storylines. Uh long-term booking like they want to call it WWE does not believe in long-term booking so I don't want to hear it it's because it's called laziness booking and if you guys don't believe me this McMahon is the one who is putting all these ideas and whatnot because why in the world would you put Seth Rollins to team up with the Street Profits to go against Imperium and what the hell is Imperium doing in Smackdown I mean, I'm sorry, Raw. If they that front SmackDown. So, I, you know, didn't they try to do a split brand? Well, what is going on? I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. It just don't make no sense at all. You know what I'm saying? You had Charlotte Flair from SmackDown. Then you had Imperium from SmackDown. Gunter from SmackDown. To come into Raw to do what? Try to make Raw to be the better brand than SmackDown? Neither brands are good. If you don't have, that's why the reason why Roman Reigns comes to both shows. He, well, he's the world champion of both, of both brand. But this is the reason why, because they say, look, Roman Reigns can go anywhere. We're going to have eyes on the product. Of course, but let's be realistic. They started off. They started off the show with the trial. What they should have done, instead of putting that Austin Theory against Bobby Lashley in the main event, they should have put uh, Judgment Day versus the, the Bloodline in the main event. Before the main event, you could have had a trial for Zami Zayn. That would have been better. That would have been a better way to end the show. Now Brock Lesnar, F flying Austin Theory, and Bobby Lashley in a United States no disqualification match. What you're going to get? You, what you do, what your show does is, you bringing the same storyline from last year. There's nothing has changed. Nothing. The way I see it. Nothing has changed. So, you can't tell me otherwise. Not at all. Not at all. So, anyway, that is it for me. That's my WWE Raw 30 anniversary review. Uh, I want to see how many people agree with me. How many people don't agree with me. Uh, again, I usually don't come in here on Riverside.fm uh, and do none of this stuff because, you know, this is my first time doing it. But this will be on Spotify, so you guys check that out. So don't be, uh, don't don't hesitate to check it out. But um, 
Again, uh, I want to thank those who are supporting the Chokesland Wrestling Report and whatnot. Uh, the Chokesland Wrestling Report uh, podcast and all that stuff. So I appreciate it. Uh, again, you can check out my audio podcast or you can check out my YouTube channel. The YouTube channel, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. I have so much content in there. Uh, they didn't put anything this week, last week, that there was nothing really going on. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to go to different platforms and I'm going to do what I have to do to, in order to get people to check it out uh, and whatnot. So, uh, again, thank you for all the support for the Chokesland Wrestling Report. This is our fifth season. And why not check it out, guys? Don't hesitate not to check it out. Uh, check it out and um, enjoy it uh, and whatnot. Also, guys, you can follow my my audio podcast, the Chokesland Wrestling Report, through Apple, Spotify, Aha Radio, um, uh, Anchor. I mean, any audio podcast platform that you like to listen to your favorite podcast, I'm there. The Chokeslam Wrestling Report. So don't hesitate, guys. Don't hesitate to to check out the, 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 the podcast. I will appreciate it. So until then, guys, I will let you know. I'm going to let you know on next week what is the... Um, the, my my uh, my opinion on the Royal Rumble, which I'm probably gonna definitely check it out Saturday, but I'll come on Monday and do this and whatnot and do it real quick, and we will be talking about it. Until then, guys, I will see you and have a great.